2: Trump needs to run a presidential campaign on the one hand. On the other hand, he's going to sit for these four trials and he's going to be in four different courtrooms and he's going to be going back and forth between the two. How does he manage doing both of these things simultaneously? I think that conventional wisdom is wrong. I think it misunderstands who Trump is, what his relationship with his followers is. The trials are the campaign. The trials are the campaign. The mugshot is the campaign poster, right? The trials are the campaign because, you know, he's not running any kind of conventional campaign. Joe Biden's going to run on the economy, presuming it's good. He's going to run on um, uh, um, <clears throat> this overtime pay thing he just did, uh, this uh, right to organize thing that the NLRB did last week, prescription drugs, so on, conventional issues. Donald Trump's not going to run on anything like that. He's going to run on Donald Trump. He's going to run on Donald Trump as the martyr, and he's been laying the groundwork for this. This has been his rhetoric for months now, uh, that they're coming after me. They're really coming after you. I'm the only thing that stands in between them and you. Uh, The trials allow him to be the martyr. His followers aren't going to care about his plan for prescription drugs. They're going to care about his martyrdom for them as they perceive it. And to talk about the grift, Charlie, I'm sure you've seen... Uh, With respect to that mugshot, you go to the Trump website, uh, that mugshot is on mugs, uh, beer cozies, T-shirts, posters, everything with the words never surrender below them. Uh, So that's the kind of campaign that he's going to run. So there is no tension between his campaign and his presence in the courtroom. Uh, The presence in the courtroom, Mm -hmm. I think, as far as he's concerned, helps him.
0: Michael, uh, I could not agree with you more. As
1: someone who's covered closely every campaign that Trump has had, this is his campaign. This is the grievance. And I think to this point, at least with his base, extremely effective, that argument of they're coming after me Next, they'll come after you, and this that we yeah. hear from his supporters saying, "Well, if they can arrest him, what could they do to your family?" Sure. Playing into that sort of deep state paranoia that is so key to a
3: big part of the Republican Party.
0: And so, when updated COVID shots become available in mid in September, we've heard from uh, the FDA and CDC; uh, they announced this last week that there will be new new uh, new vaccines uh, next uh, this uh, we in September next month mid mid uh, mid September. We will be encouraging all Americans to get updated COVID COVID vaccines. Look because. Because of this work that this this president has done from the beginning of his administration, making sure there was a comprehensive approach with dealing with this pandemic, with dealing with COVID-19, we have tools at our, uh, uh, at our disposal now, whether it's vaccines, whether it's home tests, whether it's masks. Uh, we do have an effective treatments, obviously. Uh, we do have these tools at our disposal, and I think that's incredibly important.
4: It's one September, year of our Lord, 2023. Natalie Winters coming at you live from our nation's capital here in Washington, D.C. Now, I don't know about you, but MSNBC, I think I would take a campaign that's rested upon Donald J. Trump's mugshot over Joe Biden's economy any single day. And frankly, I think the merchandise that the Trump campaign has been selling, the mugs, the T-shirts, probably has done more to revitalize the economy than Joe Biden ever could And bro, if you're going to talk about the deep state and our unfounded fears and you're going to point to prescription drug prices as something that the Trump base doesn't care about. There's probably no better example of the administrative state than in the form of big pharma. Look no further than the fact that the White House just yesterday is already touting masks, boosters, mandates, you name it. ...as the tactics in their tool belt that they're going to use to probably roll out the next totalitarian COVID regime just in time for the 2024 election. No conspiracies, no coincidences. I'm sure there's probably no better example uh, of weaponizing the federal government than COVID-19 and all of the ways that they want to weaponize. not Not just the virus with the vaccine against our bodies, our ability to choose what we want to do with ourselves. Of course, a foundational right in this country for as long as it can remain a country with the constant invasion we're facing from Joe Biden every single day, of course, at our southern border. But talking about weaponization, there's probably no better or concrete example of how Joe Biden himself has weaponized the federal government against American patriots, oftentimes not just American grandmas, but American veterans, the very same people who enlisted to fight in the Iraq war, the same war that the people who got us into that war have faced no charges or jail time for lying about. But Darren Beatty is joining us now to break down what is the latest just mind-blowing, although I guess we're used to that in uh, Biden's America, sentencing 17 years for Proud Boy member Joe Biggs for... What is it? Knocking down a fence? Something as as simple as that. Darren, if you want to walk us through the latest developments on the January 6th front, I'm sure the Warren posse would appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Great to be here, Natalie. And indeed, this is yet another absolute national disgrace, a travesty of justice coming from Biden's corrupt and illegitimate DOJ. Um, can you believe it? 17 years for what, for basically nothing? And they're putting on, and, and in fact, the DOJ is upset because 17 years was a more lenient sentence than what they were calling for. That gives you a sense of how sociopathic and deranged these people are that the 17-year sentence isn't sufficient for them. They're upset because it's less than 20. They're many. It's absolutely insane. It's completely out of whack with any kind of, you know, commensurability of what the person did versus what they're getting punished for. And this issue with the fences is actually really, you know, it's beyond, it's not simply a ridiculous issue of them saying, oh, they took down the fences. This is a terrorist enhancement and so forth. It's actually really rich coming from them because, Revolvers really extensively covered this issue of people tearing down fencing. Not Biggs; there were people methodically tearing down fencing way before Biggs and the Proud Boys even got to that initial breach site. In fact, if I could just summarize the core revolver thesis of the Fed's erection as it pertains to the Capitol incident, and you know the pipe bomb is a separate thing. It's that. There were a number of. Are we having some audio in difficulties? In Do we want to try to reboot
4: system? him? Maybe, Darren, keep going. I think we may have the connection back. We'll, we'll give it one more time.
3: Um, I don't know where we may have cut off, but I was simply saying that if you could summarize Revolver's Fed erection thesis, it's that there were key critical players who arrived at that west perimeter of the Capitol before the Proud Boys, people like Joe Biggs and others got there. And these people who arrived before the Proud Boys each of whom played a far more critical role in enabling the rally to turn into a riot. And unlike the Proud Boys who are facing ridiculous, seditious conspiracy charges and sentencing close to 20 years, the individuals we've identified, including someone amazingly referred to researchers as Fenn Cutter Bulwark because he can be seen cutting all over the place methodically, and unlike Joe Biggs, who's given a terrorist enhancement for this, the feds have zero interest in this fence-cutter bulwark whatsoever. So the fence-cutting issue and the terrorist enhancement for that specifically really is quite amazing coming from the DOJ, given the context of known fence-cutters caught on camera who played critical roles, who were pre-positioned before the Proud Boys got there. Um, in whom the DOJ has exhibited zero interest, and many of whom have not even been identified yet, let alone indicted.
4: I mean, it's so in your face. This is the same party that down in Arizona is quite literally b- welding open the border gates, the border wall, and selling this metal, the pieces of of wall is basically scrap metal, and they're they're mad that veterans are tearing down fences. That makes it sound so much more dramatic than it actually was. Uh, to just really display their actual constitutional rights, uh, you know, you can criticize election results in this country. That may be a hot take. And meanwhile, to the point that it's so in your face, you know, if there's anything the United States government is good at, it probably is inciting insurrections around the world, um, I know you had flagged an interesting piece, some interesting work, of course, being done by War Room favorite Congressman Matt Gaetz uh, to really try to, I think, stop funds or at least get some more transparency uh, on the insurrections uh, that the United States government, which, you know, really cares about democracy, according uh, to the mainstream media, has been doing, particularly in Africa. Do you want to walk us through the I believe it's an amendment um, that he had introduced and what he's doing on that front?
3: Well, you know, there's really an iconic exchange that maybe at some point you find the clip. It's just beautiful to watch of... (laughs) Gates grilling...
5: some. Um,
3: He's got got the nice outfit and everything, but this is an exchange for the ages. This was in the category of that famous exchange where um, some McCain lackey was forced to admit that the U.S. government had only successfully trained like five moderate rebels, you know, and the rest of our weapons were going to ISIS. It's on that level where this, um, I think he's the head of African command. Uh, and he was asked, so why are we training all these people in Africa when they just go on to to uh, exercise coups against their government? Are we tracking this? Is this intentional? Seems to be completely out of control. And the general had no understanding whatsoever of what Congressman Gates was talking about. But Africa is really become a hot zone of coups lately, and it's disturbing people like Victoria Newland. A lot of Newland's people similar cases in Burkina Faso. We've seen it uh, more recently in Niger, and now most recently is congressman gates has been pointing out in gabon uh where the multi-generational dynasty of the very respected bongo regime um has come to an end when the bongo regime has come to an end you know it's very serious and that's what's (laughs) happened in uh in gabon but I mean seriously this is a string of coups it's totally out of control newland has lost control she was in south africa recently pleading to these various african organizations to stop the bleeding restore these people who are friendly to the west united states macron in france is biting his nails away so it seemed like what was a small issue in Africa is turning into a major um, geopolitical disruption in the region and another major failure for the Biden regime. And in this case, I have to say for Victoria Newland specifically, as she is the regime change hatchet woman who's tasked with making sure that only we are the ones who get to do the coups, and it's not out of our control.
4: Remember, only the United States can carry out the coups. And if it's in the case of Ukraine, which we know Victoria Nuland played an integral role there, we got to make sure the Biden family can profit, too. That seems to be uh, really the modus operandi of, of course, not just the Biden regime, but the Biden family. Darren, if people want to stay up to date with everything that is coming in white hot on Revolver, where can they find you? Where can they get the stories?
3: Continuous stream of cutting edge Now. is danger major January 6th follow-up that's coming and that will build off of the recent uh, uh, convictions of the Proud Boys, so stay tuned for that. We're all over the election. We're all over geopolitical events, so follow us, revolver.news. I'm at Twitter, at Darren J. Beatty and the Revolver account on Getter at Revolver News is always white hot and certainly a favorite, so check us out on Getter as well.
4: Thank you, sir, and rest in peace to the Bongo regime. And just yeah. remember, guys, to make it all make sense, you know, the DOJ, Judge Tanya Shukan, the guy, the rather the woman, oof, that's uh, overseeing Trump's D.C. case. Well, she's the mass punisher of J6 defendants. But you know who she went easy on when she was sentencing? a convicted Chinese Communist Party spy who was selling military secrets to, you guessed it, communists over in Beijing. That tells you all you need to know about Joe Biden's America. We'll be right back after this break.
0: COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org org. Just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit, and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait, or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org, COVIDTaxRelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org.
2: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass.
4: Welcome back to the War Room. Here in the War Room, even though we are named the War Room, I like to think that we are all happy warriors, as Andrew Breitbart said. But I think one of the best examples, a living legend, in my humble opinion, of a happy warrior is the man who's joining us next. He's been on the show before, Paul Dans He leads Heritage Foundation's Project 2025, but he also worked in the Trump administration. He is MAGA, to his core, a Trump original, but... Before we get into the fact that the mainstream media has sort of revamped their full-fledged assault on you guys and really the granular detail with which you have gotten into into how we actually want to take down the administrative state. I know the MSNBCs of the world say we're delusional for believing that, but I think we are very well within our right minds. Uh, You used to head OPM, the Office of Personnel Management, and... I actually met you back in the days of the Trump administration, and there's just a wonderful story that I would love for you to share real quick and sort of contextualize who you are for the audience. Now, keep in mind, OPM, yeah, there are some political appointees, but that is the swamp, right? That is, I think, the swampiest of the swamp creatures that you can get. And from what I understand, during peak COVID, you played war room. You played war room pandemic and made those career appointees unintentionally listen to it give us a little background on who you are but with the special emphasis on that story because i just love it
6: (laughs) sure no it's great to be with you natalie and um you know this my i've been on war room i started out with navarro and then made my way to bannon and finally made my way to the fairest co-host of the mall here so um, um so yeah i um i'm a political outsider. You know, I, I told Steve, you know, I'm full-blooded deplorable. Basically, we came from working class families. I'm the first one, you know, to speak English as the as primary language, first one not in the, you know, to join a union. And I do want to commend uh, organized labor. You know, our family did come out of that and you know, reflect a little bit about the the strides that were made over um, over this weekend, you know, particularly remember those who 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 toil so we can live in this prosperity. That said, you know, uh, I got into the government. I, I was a lawyer in Manhattan for 25 years. And, uh, you know, I'd heard all this drain the swamp. And, you know, the, I'm like, yes, I, you know, I was a big Trump guy when I was up there in New York. And that's kind of our family where these hard hat type, uh, you know, working class Republicans in the outer boroughs. But um, so I get to HUD. Uh, with dr carson and you know i'm working on homelessness and that i had background in city planning finally i get the call to go over to opm that's called the office of personal management they oversee 2.2 million federal work workforce and um yeah i, I was like, sure i'd be happy to serve and i kind of like hung up the phone and i typed in opm i'm like let me double check what opm is and, uh, you know, it's the Office of Personnel Management, and I'm being facetious, but this is uh, an extraordinarily left-alone agency. It really is where the hardwiring for the deep state happens. Um, and I say that because the axiom is personnel is policy, and this organization, this this office manages all the personnel for, for the um, federal government, and, you know, it was formed under Carter and... Uh, oddly enough you know carter thought at the time the bureaucracy was running away from political management so this instituted a great reform in title five of the u.s code the office over time though was always intended to be run by politicals but over time uh there was this ethos of hands off the the uh you know civil service and you're gonna you create a teapot dome scandal so let them kind of run themselves and i got in there and realized you know There was very few political appointees and they were all clustered in the director's office and no one was down in the actual building itself where all the decisions are being made. That was being left to the career workforce to decide decisions about the career workforce. And these were very important decisions like about performance management, about compensation, about, you know, everything from their retirement to their health care to the training and recruitment. So we cleared out that whole second layer and that caused a big uproar. And this was happening in about February, March of 2020. So, uh, my brother, twin brother had turned me on to a war room pandemic at the time. And, you know, we, we were reading, uh, through zero heads and all about, about the coming virus and, you know, very much having this cognitive dissonance hearing from the building, um, you know, that, uh, oh no, this was, this was some kind of weird, uh, transmission from animals and the like. And, uh, I said, you know what, we're going to, you know, at this, in this building where they play CNN, you walk in, you walk in and the government TVs are set to CNN and, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. So, uh, we started piping in a war room pandemic in the fifth floor there and, uh, it, it, people that had is never The,
4: the definition of, of epic Paul, I, I love that But well, I, I want I to get to you know Obviously, no, go ahead
6: uh, There was, you know This was the beginning of, of War Room Really kind of I, I don't think you guys realized But our credo, each day was action, action, action So we would reflect If we had actually <laughs> moved something forward that day like Otherwise it was a wasted day but um the you know that lives on and i think uh, i was fortunate afterwards to to join the heritage and now i direct this project 2025 which is probably what your audience wants to hear more about but
4: no, I'm, I'm sure they, they love that story. And I just have to say the fact that you, you admitted to that story. Prepare. You're probably going to get indicted by Joe Biden soon enough for daring to blast war room over the airwaves of OPM. Yeah. But there's a new sort of media barrage coming from, of course, the mainstream media outlets of the world. Uh, the LA Times particularly doing a profile titled, conservative groups draw up plan to dismantle the U.S. government and replace it with Trump's vision. I don't know about you, that sounds like a pretty good PR spin. I didn't know you guys were uh, paying the LA Times to to carry your talking points. It's like when ABC was saying, Donald Trump's 2024 campaign pledge is to take down the deep state. What's going to happen? Victory, that's what's going to happen. But I want you to walk us through, and I'll keep you through the break, but A, what exactly Project 2025 is, partly on the personnel front, um, but more importantly, on the actual tactics, the weapons that you guys are, are developing. To actually dismantle the deep state in a meaningful way?
6: Sure. And, you know, I kind of look at that dismantle the government. Well, dismantle is too far, but we are going to do some significant renovations. Um, This is a beautiful (laughs) architecture of 200 plus years. You know, our founding fathers and all the Americans who came before us really have built this city on the hill. And it's up to us really now to kind of rebuild it. our government is, is, is designed under the Constitution to have three coordinate branches, uh, the legislative, executive, and judicial. But over time, there's been this growth of a fourth one. These are very bad additions, if you will, if you want to think about this as a figurative government. These additions started getting tacked on in the 1920s through Woodward Wilson, FDR, Great society and LBJ and the explosion of the welfare state. So, what we're what we're endeavoring to do is a one in a hundred year, deep gut renovation and put this government back on its constitutional footings. Um, what Project Twenty Twenty Five is is the first time our entire conservative movement has come together to systematically prepare to take power day one. And we, uh, I work at the Heritage Foundation. It just went on its fiftieth year anniversary. But it's served over time as the mothership, if you will, of the conservative movement. And so many people have come in, in and out of the organization that worked alongside it that what we have that stands out among, among others is ability to convene the movement. And our president, Dr. Roberts, when he came aboard, said, you know, 2024 is the whole shooting match, uh, you know, in a figurative sense, if you will. Uh, for, for our, our republic's survival and we have to win and um, there's gonna be no plan B. But to do this, it can't be a heritage thing. We have to build a coalition and bring the whole movement into it. So that's what we've done. We've, uh, we're now 70 plus of the most uh, influential and thoughtful conservative organizations, many of which all your, your viewers will be familiar with. That's Leadership Institute, ACLJ, Freedom Works, uh, you know, Conservative Partnership Institute. I, I I kind of hesitated to name few because I can't name all seventy, but anyone can go to Project2025.org and see our partners. And what we're doing now is joining forces to systematically prepare in a way that's never been done. Uh, the we typically uh, a uh, a president uh, when he gets the nomination. Or, or she in, in an eventual case uh, will start preparations for transition in May or even our, you know September of election year. That is way too late. There's just so much complexity and so much homework that needs to be done in, in advance. and we really have to mass the troops, assemble people in place to get them into government day one. But more than that, we need to tell people what we expect of them. We cannot go forward, and, and win and just put the regular same old Washington retreads into place. We now need to have an army of, of patriots and, and Americans, many of whom are listening to this very broadcast, to put down their their tools to really look and say, This is my moment to come to Washington and serve. Maybe the way your your parents did, or you know, went to war for this country, or how others went off and, and self selflessly gave. Now is the time where your country is looking at you and asking you to to make this contribution. So it's a tremendous, extraordinary opportunity. And what we're doing here uh, is essentially uh, built on four pillars. Um, All of this you can find at project2025.org. But we came out with a thousand page uh, prescriptive fix for what a successful conservative term would look like. And this is an agency by agency uh kind of a rundown so this is a very good primer for someone new to the federal government we put top line ideas in this we are we're making no little plans but uh yeah i can i can let you know can you hang with us through the break
4: because i i want to drill i want to drill down more on the specific tactics it's funny the mainstream media says that we're crazy for thinking the deep state exists but Meanwhile, they're also panicking because you guys are coming after them. That doesn't quite make sense, and we like to make it make sense in the war room, and we will do just that when we are back from break. we got Paul Dan's and so many more guests. We'll be right back.
0: If you're sick and tired of the globalist, leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider let me repeat america's only christian conservative wireless provider and when i say only trust me they're the only one glenn story and the team have been great supporters of this show which is why i'm proud to partner with them patriot mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage giving you the ability to access all three major networks Which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% US based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash bannon or call 878 Patriot. P-A-T-R-I-O-T 878 Patriot. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878 Patriot. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
4: Welcome back to the war room. There's just an amazing tweet from the Washington Post that I got to read you guys from the from their fact checker. Here's a guide to some of the stories told by President Biden that cannot be verified or are not plausible. That's also called a lie, and it's awesome seeing them get ratioed in the reply section. People are saying this is the most absurd spin I've ever seen, and you know that they rely on their censorship industrial complex, complex, the taxpayer-funded fact-checkers like the Washington Post, to really run narrative cover for what is the faltering American regime. Managed decline is their M.O., and you know they're, of course, lying to you about everything they're doing with the economy, so make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get what is, I think, the latest iteration of the end of the dollar Empire, Joe Biden and everything he's doing with the economy is certainly making that seem to be more likely of an outcome. And I stand by what I said. I think Donald Trump's mugshot merchandise has done more to boost the economy than Joe Biden ever could. I think we still have Paul Dans with us. And, Paul, before I let you go, I have one last question. Obviously, when we talk about the administrative state, we're, of course, talking about, you know, within the confines of the United States here. Right. OPM is, you know, in D.C., But I think there's also an element to the administrative state. We see this, of course, with the WHO pandemic treaty, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, that they have outsourced some of their power. Right. The planning, the plotting, the collusion of what is an agenda to deprive us of our rights really has, I think, been outsourced to some extent to the global stage. So in your opinion, how much and again, you were you know, behind enemy lines. You saw this. How much of the deconstruction or or really targeting the administrative state is focused here in the United States, but is there a global aspect, an element to it as well?
6: Well, very much. I think that our deep state, our administrative state looks to their counterparts in Europe and across the globe as a model. Um, And ultimately, one day they probably hope to fuse everything together And that's kind of why the political appointee, the the new group we're trying to recruit, is really going to guard against that. I saw that even at OPM, you know, with COVID, when COVID hit, uh, the first scramble was, hey, let's let's take direction from the WHO to determine whether federal employees uh, go home or whatever. And I said, stop, 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 stop. We only take direction from one person and he's two, two blocks down the road and happens to live in the White House. But we do not listen to, to Tedros and that but that impulse radiates throughout the, the federal government. And, and you see very bizarre uh, kind of uh, attempts under the Obama administration and probably now under Biden to build these international linkages with other foreign governments, with their bureaucracies, particularly. And uh, It's something we have to watch.
4: Paul, hit us one more time with the website that people can go to uh, to sign up for Project 2025. But more importantly, I don't even know if you're on social media, but if people want to follow you, where can they go?
6: Well, it's go to project2025.org. We have our entire policy book there. It's free to download. Uh, anyone uh, you know, can make your way through it. We really want folks who can serve to join the database. Go there and create your profile. This is the, is the way you can learn about how to serve in government. We also have free online courses to teach you to get you ready. So project2025.org, we're at project2025 on on Twitter and I believe Rumble. That's project without the vowels. And uh, you can get me there. Just, you know, try to get my attention on that. But I'm, I'm not a huge social media person, to be fair. Um, But uh, happy, happy, (laughs) happy. More power to you. That's that's my media.
4: (laughs) Well, the people I'm sure will find you and make sure you go to project2025.org. Paul, thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thank you, Natalie.
4: Now, if there's any issue that I think the agenda has gone global and they're using these WEF, UN-type style organizations to push it on us, it has to be climate change. And as we know very well in the war room, thanks to the work of people like Dave Walsh, this green energy agenda kills, quite literally. Um, we're, of course, coming, I think we just passed the second anniversary of what was the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Now, there's a quick clip that I wanna play before we bring in our next guest, Joe Kent. So Denver, if you wanna roll that, this is Joe Biden talking the same day that is the second anniversary of, like I said, the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. This is what Joe Biden thinks about the accomplishments of his regime.
2: Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one in all of our history, not one.
4: I can name a few, and I'm sure my next guest can... As well, we have new reporting uh, that in the midst of this Afghanistan debacle, climate change activists and appointees within the Defense Department were hounding the Secretary of Defense to sign on and endorse new climate change goals, climate change agendas that is within the Pentagon while we saw 13 Americans tragically lose their lives and create a whole new batch of Gold Star families. Joe, if we have you, of course, you're out in Washington and a good friend of the show. I would just love to get your thoughts on this new reporting uh, that the Biden regime was more concerned with climate change than actually protecting and willfully going out of their way to ignore dissent cables and intelligence about the actual uh, situation on the ground in Afghanistan two years ago.
5: Yeah, I I mean, at this point, um, because of course they were, what else would they be doing in the midst of this horrible withdrawal? I mean, look, everything with the Biden administration is, I think, very deliberate, and it usually is at the confluence of hubris, their horrible agenda, but then also just a lot of incompetence, and they sprinkle that in there so that we... Focus on the incompetence, and we don't focus on the other aspects of what they're trying to do and deliberately destroy our country. And so, like you said, I mean, there's multifacets to the the climate agenda and what it's doing to our energy sector. But now we see what it's doing to the Department of Defense, as opposed to prioritizing what should have been the number one thing going on at the Pentagon, which was this Afghanistan withdrawal, which by you know mid August everyone knew was going horribly. You had you know appointees and you had bureaucrats within the Pentagon that we're focusing on this climate nonsense. And it just speaks to the broader issue of these guys did not care what happened in Afghanistan. And of course, you can backtrack and see that the Biden administration came in. They threw out the plan that the Trump administration had executed despite the uh, best efforts of the Congress to keep our troops in Afghanistan. They had a solid plan there. Biden threw it out the window. And the next thing you know, you have the State Department running the withdrawal while the Pentagon, the Department of Defense is focused on climate change. So, I mean, at this point, It's just like, yeah, of course, because of course they were. I think the bigger question is, why haven't we impeached the Secretary of Defense? Why haven't we gone after the top brass? Why has no one been held accountable? Why is Joe Biden not impeached right now?
4: Certainly, and I think the only question is, were they also hosting a a drag queen story hour on any of these bases? Because that seems to be the other issue that the Pentagon is more concerned with, as opposed to actually defending American lives. And this brings me to what I think you really hit the nail on the head with, which is it's it's America last. There's no other way to put it. I know it sounds cliche, but when it's so in your face, you got to call it what it is. And I think there's a really good example of that right now, how Joe Biden wants to link more Ukraine aid. That's correct, even more Ukraine aid apparently billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars, it's not enough, Um, but to more federal response disaster aid, uh, whether it's Maui, whether it's the wildfires, um, whether it's the hurricane, your thoughts on the proposed and alleged interlinking of aid that is meant to help Americans and aid that is meant to, I would say, help Ukrainians, but it's not even helping Ukrainians, money that is, I think, probably more aptly described as helping the defense contractors here in the Beltway.
5: Yeah, you know, regardless of how you feel about the war in Ukraine, and I think the war room is probably on the same sheet of music that we should not be continuing to fund this because it's just leading to more death and destruction, escalation towards World War III. But even if you're on the more hawkish, traditional Republican side of this, you should be very, very offended that the Biden administration would put in the same bill aid to Americans, especially Americans out in Hawaii who are suffering now from a horrible disaster that we still don't have all the information on, and then this Ukraine aid. I mean, it's very obvious. It's right up in your face. This is the American people being held hostage for this neoliberal, neoconservative ideology that really, at the end of the day, only goes to benefit the defense contractors and to make we, the American people, less safe. And really, with this bill, they're putting it right up in our face, and they're saying that you guys, you American citizens are not our priority. We need to fund these wars to line our pockets. First, we'll get to you guys later on. But I think this is the broader picture, really, when you look at how the military-industrial complex always gets paid first, whether it's foreign aid or whether it's foreign wars. And then the table scraps are left for the American people. That's just how Washington, D.C. rolls. So, you know, uh, credit where credit's due. At least this time, they're being honest.
4: And Joe, obviously you're running for Congress out in Washington, your opponent is quite radical. I think she has branded herself as rural Antifa, a little bit paradoxical there. Um, but say you're in Congress today, you were talking about impeaching Lloyd Austin, um, going after people, you know, transparency and accountability were I think the most commonly cited words in that hearing that they held two days ago on the Hill with the Gold Star families. What does accountability look like to you in terms of Afghanistan? In other words, would you pursue impeachment against the top brass at the Pentagon? How would you go about actually bringing about accountability, not amnesty or any of these other terms that the establishment likes to play around with?
5: So I, I personally think that we need to start with with Joe Biden. There's multiple reasons why we should be impeaching Joe Biden. The Afghan withdrawal is definitely one of them. Really, at the end of the day, a commander in chief, he can say, hey, we're going to move our forces out of Afghanistan. That's within his purview. And that overall decision, I personally agree with. However, when he decides that he's going to leave American citizens on the battlefield to fall into the hands of the enemy, that right there was a deliberate decision. So impeach Joe Biden, Lloyd Austin, all these general officers that have been overseeing these wars for the last 20 years that did nothing but lie. I mean, look, even the the Washington Post uncovered the Afghan papers that, you know, really – uh, spoke to how commanders on the ground were lying for multiple years over and over, yet none of them have been held accountable. At the end of the day, all of them have been promoted. And that's how you get guys like Millie. That's how you get guys like Austin. So we need to go after and impeach them, hold them accountable. I, I personally think we need an accounting for Afghanistan, and really just the whole global war on terror, so that we don't have a situation like this again where Washington, D.C. and the Pentagon gets to take us off to war with no accountability whatsoever, no oversight. And then at the end of the day, when it all comes imploding no one gets held accountable that's got to end we've got to have real accountability and i think that starts with the impeachment of biden secretary of defense and then we start going after all these general officers who've gotten promoted for lying to multiple administrations for the last 20 years
4: joe if people want to stay up to date with you the campaign everything where can they go to find you but more importantly where can they go to support you
5: Yeah, please go to JoeKentForCongress.com. We are in a uh, pretty hot fight out here up against a very radical Democrat, only lost by less than a percentage point last time. So every single dollar that we get is just another round that we can put downrange to flip this seat. So please go to JoeKentForCongress.com. The war room posse has always been great about supporting me. So really appreciate it, Natalie. Thank you.
4: Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. We don't need any more rural Antifa leaders in the United States Congress. Thank you, Joe. Well, you talk about the war on terror, you guys know they're already re-upping the war on COVID, or at least using COVID as a pretext to launch a war, your body, war on the bodies of others. Shout out to Dr. Wolf. As you guys know, you can head to warroom.org to read some of my latest stories talking about how the federal government has already started entering contracts into This year and next year for COVID-19 equipment, for COVID masks, for test kits, for safety protocols. But the real smoking gun on those stories and what should really have you concerned is the fact that they're set to expire, not just in the year 2025, that's some of them, but in the year 2028. That shows you, in my opinion, how they have always been exploiting these so-called public health emergencies to push agendas because they've been planning these agendas for a very very long time. Look no further than what Paul Dan said. People in OPM, whose boss is Donald J. Trump, they wanted to take their marching orders from the World Health Organization. That's not how we do it in the war room, and that's not how we should be doing it in America. And we will be right back after this break.
0: Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up. End quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit is due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
2: Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
4: It's clear that we're in a spiritual war, not just against the Democrats, but against Many establishment Republicans, too, they're not committed to this cause. I mean, look no further. You can walk into any store. I was at a pet store the other day and uh, all I saw, I guess maybe it's because it didn't sell, but was, you know, gay flag pride shirts for my dog, which I obviously did not buy. The only thing I could bring myself to laugh about was that they didn't have any Ukraine flag adorned uh, apparel for for my dog. Uh, But it made me think, I was like, why am I even supporting this institution? In the first place, so I think you guys probably know where I'm going, with this read, if you want to shop somewhere where people actually support you, support your values, aren't hoping and cheering that you get arrested for, I don't know, protesting on January 6th, the companies that aren't spreading woke, trans, whatever propaganda to your children as young as like two years old. Fun fact, the Biden Foundation ran a uh, transgender program celebratory initiative, and they took uh, testimonials from across the country of parents with allegedly transgender children. Um, And one of the quotes was from a kid who was a year and a half, and it was the mom going on and on and on about how the Biden Foundation helped, uh, helped her realize that her son or daughter or whatever was transgender and wasn't binary and didn't fit on the gender spectrum. And those are now the very serious people. Running our country. So, if you don't want to interface with any of that, which is, I think, the way to live, make sure you go to publicsq.com to just get away from the crazy, to get away from the degeneracy, to get away from who knows what it is, but it's evil. Like I said, we really are in a spiritual war. Um, but someone who is waging that war quite well is, of course, over at the Gateway Pundit, Jim hoffed i'm sure much to the dismay of the powers that be not just in michigan but the entire country um if you want to give us the latest story i know we always like to use the word bombshell but i think in this case with what the whistleblower told you it it really is a bombshell so walk us through the latest story that just dropped on gateway pundit
5: thanks
1: natalie yeah i want to give credit to ben wetmer and patty mcmurray who uh helped put this together actually they did most of the work on this and um what we have is, as we've reported on the war rooms uh, previously, uh, there was a police report that was written back in uh, October of 2020, and it was uh, about this uh, clerk in Muskegon, Michigan, who received all of these uh, uh, boxes of registrations that apparently were fraudulent. She contacted the police. They wrote up a report. They, they raided offices. They... Um, Did an amazing job. We so we at first we we uh, had the state police report. Well, recently we got a copy of the city uh, report from Muskegon. The city police report included more details. And um, then what I'm going to announce now is that uh, we have a whistleblower who came to us after our initial reports. So thank God that there are some honest and courageous Americans out there. I give this person all the credit in the world. It's, it's, um, it took a lot of guts for them to contact us. And what they gave us, Natalie, is just um, explosive is not the word. What happened in Michigan, we know that Dana Nessel, the corrupt attorney general, I would say, um, she said that we caught the fraud. Um, she made an announcement after Gateway Pundit's initial reports. She said, we caught the fraud. The system works. Well, that isn't true, and we proved that today. They didn't catch the fraud. We caught the fraud. Gateway Pundit is catching the fraud. We, these clerks had a private social media group, and we gained access to this group. And we have at least a dozen different clerks across the state of Michigan who admit in this group, this social media group, that they also were receiving these packages of suspect registrations from this GBI Strategies, which also goes by the name of Empower Michigan at times, EM they call it. Um, And for the record, Empower Michigan uh, shares the same address as the Democrat Party of Michigan in Lansing, Michigan. So um, this GBI Strategies was sending these packages to clerks across the state, filled with um, these suspect registrations. They were receiving several packages. We uh, decided at this point, we kept the names of the clerks anonymous, except for one clerk. It's a former representative, Richard LeBlanc, And he is a clerk in Michigan now, and he says that he received five bundles of these registrations in his mail from GBI Strategies. And so we've contacted his office. We'd like a response from him uh, wondering, what did he do with those? Because there's no record that he uh, turned those in or flagged them or sent them back or notified the state. We don't have any record of that. So... um, uh, if, you, if you look through this report, you'll find that these clerks were talking about receiving ballots where uh, one was a deceased dog, you know, so they uh, immediately, they were just, they're so absurd, these, these registrations that, um, of course, it raised red flags. Um, And, you know, when you get the name of a dog or you get deceased people or somebody who was born in 2020, that was a birth date for one of these people who was supposedly registering to vote. Um, It's it's just amazing. So this is widespread. Um, We have several of the screen grabs from this social media group. And um, we uh, they know now that we're on to them. We have more reports to come, but this is very explosive. This wasn't an isolated incident, Natalie. It was not just one office in Michigan. This was statewide. And it was hidden by Attorney General Nessel. It was hidden by Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State. It was hidden by the governor there, Gretchen Whitmer. And they, uh, they, they must have known that this was widespread. They contacted the FBI for Muskegon, but they never said anything to people about these rest of these different clerk's offices who were receiving these packages. Let me add, too, Natalie, the, the cherry on the top of this, this ice cream sundae. Um, in some of these boxes, they were marked uh, protective uh, equipment, PPE. So they were marked PPE, they opened the boxes, and they found like face masks and registrations in the same box it's unbelievable
4: there's some deep metaphorical significance to that story jim can you hang with us through the break
1: sure
4: we'll be right back because i think i have a very pressing question that i'm sure is on the forefront of all of the war room posse's mind when it comes to this story we'll be right back jim hoft mike davis rep rosendale and a whole bunch more
0: will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break. You can take action and break that problem, by going to jace medical and get your jace case today action 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 folks let me tell you about salty it's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart while COVID gets all the headlines it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly seven hundred thousand americans every year yes heart disease is the number one killer